You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Yes, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I know there's a lot of peace in here, but <laughs> you get excited for our king. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. He's just so incredibly good. Wow. Going to talk about his goodness today. <laughs> It's, uh, but before we get there, I've, I've got a, a couple things that I want to, um, one thing I want to announce, and then I've got some prophetic words that I want to give a couple people I had on my mind. Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit highlighted uh, during, during worship, and uh, or Katie, Katie, will you get your phone out? I'm going to give an announcement, and then, and then uh, Karen, uh, of, of Karen Russ, will you get your phone out too? Because this word will be for both of you. Um, just to give you a little, uh, I'll give you a little pre-warning. So there's, uh, these pamphlets are in the back uh, on the table in the little foyer area. I'm sure you can find it in the size of our building. Um, <laughs> you might be able to see it from your seat. But these are Revive School of Transformation pamphlets. If you have any desire um, to go deeper with God in a school atmosphere, in a nine-month, uh, two-time-a-week school, um, that now I am one of the staff members of. And the curriculum, even if you've, uh, even if you've been through it before, this, this year is different than any other year that they've ever had there, and next year will be different than any other year that they've ever had previously. Everything has, has changed um, hardly any videos. There are some foundational things. Most of it's live teaching from people that are in the classroom. Um, and we're going into uh, what will be eight-week uh, eight modules. You'll take uh, four, four topics. Like let's just say, for example, first year is identity and transforming the mind is module one. Module two will be healing the sick. Module three is prophecy and hearing God's voice. And module four is inner healing. So those four modules will be eight weeks apiece with breaks in. And so you get teaching on those four particular topics. Um, you end up getting 16 teachings worth. Um, and books are a lot less. You don't read that many books. I think there's one book per module now. So that you can actually read the book, digest the book, and talk about the book. Um, when I went through Global School of Supernatural Ministry, I read 15 books in nine months. <laughs> and they had a suggested reading list that was l as long, if not longer than that. And I thought, suggested reading? I'm be glad to get through these 15 books. <laughs> you all love to read, but I'm speed reading to get through these things. And, um, but it's good. And so if you want to check this out, you can. Uh, the second year is also in here. Maybe you've done first year and you haven't done second year. Uh, there's the, the four modules that are for... Uh, second year as well, and uh, then you'll see the directors and, and founders, Dave and Sandy Knoll are in here, and then there's a couple QR codes to like Jim and Joni Nelson, 
their video, and then uh, this guy right here, you know, that's me. And uh, there's a QR code here that will take you to my video. A couple testimonies from people that you may or may not know in there. Uh, short ones, Nikki, Nikki Wald is one of the testimonies that are, that are in there. And um, then the application uh, and, or giving, whichever one, QR codes are on the back. I love QR codes. Uh, these things make things simple, right? Remove all the obstacles. Bam, pull out your phone, click it, done, you're there. I like it. So um, actually one of the people that helped make this happen is in the room. Adam Karendang is one of the ones that helped make this, make this happen. So incredible job, uh, really grateful. Adam's a second-year student, and he'll tell you that first year changed his life, as many of us will tell you that first year changed our lives, and second year as, is as well. So those are back on the table Check those out, or maybe you know somebody that, that can do that, and just pray about it. Pray about it, and then uh, you can get more information <clears throat> with the pamphlet. Shoo. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So, oh yeah, prophetic words. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> I had three words of knowledge a couple weeks ago I, I had written down, and I didn't use my notes that day, really. And, uh, and then after the service over, I like, I forgot to try those. Um, so, Katie first. I, uh, you have your phone recording? Well, you've been recording the whole time, haven't you? No, you just started? Prophetically responsible is what they call that. Um, as we were in worship, I remembered something that you said about leading worship on Friday night for somebody that's famous. And um, I could, and I felt like that, you know, I know there's the dream and I know all the things you desire and, um, and the things of, about being famous. And I could hear the father say, uh, she's, she's already a rock star, and she's, al- she's already famous. And I feel like that, that um, the identity piece of you already being that is, is coming in a new way and, and deeper into the, the foundation of who you are, which is going to display that in your everyday life because God made you to be that. He, he made you to be seen by others. He made you to be an example because of the characteristics that you exude of him that are so incredible and are so obvious that they come from the Father. And so you're doing an an amazing job already. This is going to take you to the next level of displaying the characteristics of the Father and releasing them to the people around you uh, that I really believe is going to move you into a whole new realm of influence. Um, I feel like that there's been, you know, a waiting for influence to increase, um, because so this, when this one particular thing happens, and I can hear the father say, and "I'm not waiting for, I'm not waiting for something to happen. I'm making it. I'm making it happen because I'm the one that has the authority over influence." Um, so, Father, we thank you so much for Katie. We thank you for the rock star that she is. We thank you uh, the, for all the characteristics that she is displaying already, um, and we thank you for more of that exuding. Uh, through her, more of your characteristics exuding through her in this season. Um, Thank you, Father, that uh, you have entrusted somebody who is trustworthy with your heart. And so we bless everything that you're doing in her, through her, in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Karen and Russ, Russ and Karen, this isn't just for, for one of you. Uh, this is for the both of you, and um, this is what I felt like I was hearing during worship, is that now that some of the dream is coming true, 
And now that some of the things that you've waited for some time to come, tr- come true, uh, now that they're actually happening, now it's time to dream bigger. Because um, God's actually going to move you into a new place of authority. And I felt like that even um, inner healing is, is part of that. You guys being involved in that um, is, a, is a step in that direction. But I felt like the, the Father, I could see uh, just like this box blow up. And um, I felt like it was previous dreams that were big enough for that season, and they uh, accommodated the faith that you had. Um, but now your faith is increasing because of the things that you're seeing, and now the Father is inviting you both into this place of, of dreaming bigger. And that over the next 365 days, you're going to see this thing begin to unfold. Uh, you're going to feel like <laughs> divine invitation is happening for you. Um, for your authority that you you two have carried for a, a very, very long time, uh, and the influence that you've carried along with that is is going to the place that it was always meant to be, and it's going to go further, faster than you ever thought it could, um, because now it's, now it's time to step into uh, this new place of, of fathering and mothering uh, outside, of your own, outside of your own children and spiritually. Um, because these deep deposits, have been, I even see things that people laying hands on you guys and praying for you um, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, these things, that the deposits were made, that now God is, is releasing, like he's bringing those things back up. They were in the foundation, and they're the seeds that I was talking about a couple weeks ago that need fire to actually cause them to germinate. And those things are happening because you guys have actually done what 2 Timothy 1.6, what Paul told Timothy, he said, fan into flame the gifts of God or the impartation that you have received through the laying out of my hands. And so I could just hear heaven uh, applauding you again as they do so frequently as they are celebrating you all the time, but just applauding you for fanning into flame these things so that so many others can benefit from it. So, Lord, we bless uh, everything that you're doing in Russ and Karen's life. We thank you, Father, for the authority, the, the, the mantle even, the anointing that they carry uh, individually, but also together, uh, and that it's increasing. We thank you that you, you're, stirring, you're stirring things up. You're stirring up new passions or maybe even some old passions, too, that are coming to the surface in this season. And thank you, uh, Lord, that you are, you are going to blow their minds with what you're doing, uh, going to do with them and going to do through them as well. Um, so thanks so much, Lord. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. So that stuff makes sense to you? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, not that I didn't have it, but, you know, sometimes it wanes and wanes. And so, uh, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the feedback, too. And I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Jesus. You want to add something to it? Go for it. (laughs) 
in increasing influence, right? It's, uh, it gives you a new perspective shift. Yeah, thanks, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jesus. Hey, Adam, real quick. Um, off, you want to, you're pulling your, your, your quick draw. <laughs> you know, you're used to grabbing your phone. It's, it's right there. It's the next new six shooter of the Wild West. Um, I, I felt like I heard, as, as Karen was talking, uh, I felt like I heard junior executives. I felt like uh, the father was saying, get ready to have junior executives on your team. Um, I felt like some of the people that you've been hoping to come along are going to come along so that you can actually manage more of what you're supposed to be managing and part of your a part of what you're created to do as a, as an entrepreneur and um, as a as a business owner, but also as a trailblazer. I felt like that that you're actually pioneering something that's new, um, and so. I'm trying to be careful because I know so much about you in the natural. Um, but I felt like that you're pioneering something new. And I felt like the Father was saying, don't be afraid um, to think even further outside the box um, when it comes to your business ideas. Uh, because those that are going to be around you and even those that are going to be uh, submitted under you are going to learn so much from you that it's going to catapult them into, into new places. But you going before them is going to help them have the example and the faith uh, to be able to believe, yeah, this is possible for me because Adam was an example of it for me. Yeah, so thanks to Jesus. We just bless everything that Adam is and everything that you have him doing. Thanks for the kingdom influence, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. I have no idea about some of that first part of that word, so I, I don't... Okay. Okay, yeah, because I'm not super business intelligent, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I can help you create culture within your business, but I probably can't, I can't structure your business <laughs> because the culture that's within in, in the kingdom is to be translated into every single sphere of influence. So I can help you create culture within your business. If, whether you're raising up sons and daughters in a church or you're raising up, you're raising up sons and daughters that are employees in, in your, you know, multi-million or multi-billion dollar company. It translates. It's just different language. So, did you, would you, rate, I saw your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you just had that conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> the argument. <laughs> argument slash conversation. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that too. It's an, just another one. You know, we realize we don't win, win those arguments. But I have. I know those feelings of being people, being in front of people that are very influential, and being nervous about it. Um, because they've impacted our lives deeply, and you see them on big stages. And so, 
you know, you try not to let that happen, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a challenge, you know, at times. So <clears throat> that's good. Thanks for being vulnerable too. Uh, we appreciate that because that's what most of us feel, if not all of us in, in some way. John. Adam. Yeah, that's good, John. Thank you. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. One step. That's that's it. <laughs> One at a time, right? <laughs> I know people can probably relate to that, right? <clears throat> so, if you want to turn in, in your in your Bibles to John fourteen, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that I'm not forcing this, and uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, it just feels like this prophetic flow that may may just continue um, instead of be continued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, John, this John, Culpepper. <laughs> this will be on the recording, too, in case you, you know, you, you lose your recording or whatever, you can go back and listen to it. And... Um, I felt like I just heard expansion over your over your bit over your business. Now I know what you do because I know you obviously, but I saw expansion. So I don't know if you incurred or have thought about uh, expanding uh, in your influence. I'm not talking about multiplication of, of what you're doing and opening up, you know, franchising or whatever. But I felt like there's expansion into into new territories and that your reach is getting ready to be even further in the and the social like the social like the media part of it, not social media, but the media part of it. it may have to do with social media, but like the videos that you guys have have been leaning into some more and getting information out there are getting ready to impact impact people. I don't know if you got somebody new that's that's pushing that or, or is any of that stuff happening. Is it? Okay. So I felt like that that is getting ready to impact more people, which is not only going to bring in more people that you're going to get to serve with your guys' gifts and talents that you have, but it's also going to bring in more people that you're able to actually reveal who the king is to them through the way that you're helping them manage something that's very important for their, to helping them manage their future. Um, because I feel like this fresh injection of hope in uncertain times have come to you too, specifically, that you guys have got this fresh hope and it's given you new, like fresh eyes on, on this particular picture and landscape of what, everything that's happening in the world. And that is going to be very attractive to people and going to cause them to, to be like, what is, where do you get this from? What's different? Because I know that you're getting an opportunity with a lot of people that aren't believers. And so I just see that continuing. Um, and I, I felt like um, 
I, 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 I don't know. I just heard this tagline. It may be cheesy, you know, but um, yeah, make the market work for you. It was, uh, I just feel like that there's these, that it's going to be these new, new belief system that's going to help the people that you're getting to influence to actually see things from a kingdom perspective that's going to impact something that I, I don't know that you've, you, maybe you've said this to me before, but I don't remember hearing it, but something that's going to actually impact generations to be able to handle their finances and be responsible in new ways. It's going to go down to children's 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 children. It's going to shift things in whole family lines. Um, so does that, that make sense to you at all? <laughs> okay, good. Thanks, Jesus. We bless John. We thank you for the gift that, that he is. We bless him, Kurt, and their families. Lord, we bless uh, not just their business. But we bless everything that they're doing in the kingdom that's inside that place, outside this place. We thank you, or outside that place. Thank you for everything, that, like the Midas touch. Thank you for everything they touch, Lord. Turning to kingdom gold, adding value, everything that they do, everywhere that they go. I thank you for, the, for divine, even the spirit of wisdom, Lord, that's upon their lives. Like it was upon Solomon. They had to speak into these areas, Lord, that's going to go much deeper than, than what it looks like their business is made to do. It's changing generations. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thanks, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Kaya, did you have something to add? <laughs> By all means. Too late for that one. I'll get on the next one if there's more. Thank you. Yes. You have a little more to add? Can, so I should have done this from the beginning. This is my, me being, uh, I wasn't Hello? being okay. forward thinking. Um, what Jesus showed me is that this is not just business related, this is kingdom related, that more people will come to know Jesus through this. This is not just you being a businessman. This is Jesus wanting to save souls. Like this is not just even those people that you encounter, those people that you're you have a greater sphere of influence than you know. Yeah. 
Right. Well, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, that it's that Jesus is going to give put people in your path that do not know Him, and that they will come to know Him because of what you are imparting through this business. Thank you. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah, so good. You just feel, can, I mean, some of you are feelers or just a little more spiritually intuitive, maybe because you, you, that's the way you're wired. You feel the flow of, of how things are happening. These are teachable moments, too. You know what I mean? When you can feel something that you can feel the Spirit of God moving in a certain direction, and um, then your agenda doesn't, what you thought was planned, doesn't matter any longer. <laughs> This is a continuation of a promo for Revive School. Yeah, this is a pro continued promo video for Revive School. You should have seen what happened on, on Thursday night there with, with first year. The Holy, the Holy Spirit just went, I mean, just dropped a bomb in that place. I mean, they encountered the Lord for a couple hours. We taught, encounters kind of, you know. Got a little louder, so <laughs> we didn't teach, and <laughs> we laughed. <laughs> Some people flew out of their chairs on the ground, you know, whatever. And um, he was just moving. We weren't praying for people. He was, just, he was just moving. It's happening now, you know what I mean? It's just like, it wasn't intentional prayer. He's just, he's just moving. So uh, we just expect more of that in, in our lives, in our daily lives. And like, I didn't have an agenda. I wasn't coming to the store to, to minister to anybody, but I just feel this Holy Spirit swirl type around these people over here in the produce section. And uh, people just start getting healed because you're there. John? When you were getting up, I felt like you, something was going to roll out. And it was just going to be like pop. Yeah. Rolling out? Felt like there was going to be a rolling out of something? Yeah. Yeah. For everybody? Okay. Well, this, this makes sense then. Barbie, did you have something to add to that? Oh, two, two. Ministry and prayer. Yeah. Two words. I like, I like simple, powerful words. Yeah, thank you. So this is, the, like, I feel like the Father is building an expectation for us as a family because I feel like that there's something new that's, that's being released. And, um, and it's for us. It's not just for our gatherings. It's for us and um, everywhere that we go. And, and just expect, as I was talking about, the Spirit of God to just begin to move wherever you're at. You know, it's, it's so easy when we come into a place where we're like, oh yeah, there's worship. Yeah, there's this flow that happens because of the worship team. And yeah, that does happen because of what they carry. And, and we're all corporately worshiping Jesus, which there's no other thing comparable to corporate worship and corporate anointing the, you, there's no not by yourself it doesn't it's not the same it, it just it's not supposed to be the same <laughs> that's why he says don't neglect you know the gathering together of the saints you know he's not trying to just get you to go to church he's trying to let us know there's there's empowerment here when a family steps into something new we actually have the opportunity to take this with us everywhere that we go and begin to see people, clients, in business meetings. And, you're, and they're just begin to, you know, they're begin to get emotional. And they're like, I don't know why I'm starting to cry. Like, this is what's going on. I don't know, why, why is this, uh, you know, I was very anxious and I walked in here and, and now I, f I feel totally at peace. 
you know, I was dealing with this, and now, I, you know, they leave, they leave your office or leave your presence or leave your house, and they're like, you know what, I was addicted. I didn't tell you, you didn't know that I was an alcoholic, and now, and now, you know, and I, I haven't drank for a week, and I don't even want to. It wasn't because I tried. It was because I didn't even think about it. Just expect that stuff to start happening. Like, there's freedom that's being released in new ways from our, our lives. And uh, I don't understand the timing of God. I don't understand the shifts spiritually that happen like this. I can't even pretend I could, I, I can't even pretend to understand or explain to you this. I just celebrate it. And when I feel it, I'm like, okay, this is new. We've got an opportunity here to release more of, more of the kingdom. And so, Ricky, in, in April, <laughs> I saw uh, y'all have two little warriors already. But uh, that you're not, you're not just having uh, another baby, but you're actually having an, another, uh, you're having a worship warrior. Uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know where in your family lines, uh, the one that, that worship is a part of it. And, and by that, I mean somebody that plays something, some kind of instrument. But I felt like that, that this child was going to, to get... <clears throat> more than anybody in the family had ever had and it's going to bring people into it. <laughs> it's going to bring people into this place of healing and wholeness um you know often people compare that to the way that David played for Saul Saul but it's going to be uh, different than that because there was a spirit that left Saul and that was great but we didn't see Saul become whole so this is actually going to bring them into a place of, of freedom. And I feel like this is going to be something that happens like through not just the nation, but through the nations of the world. Um, that some of the things that you guys have prayed um, and hoped for in your children, that, there's, that it's definitely going to be uh, on the other, on the two, on the two boys, but also on, on this child uh, in, a, in a totally different way. And um, it's going to attract a lot of tension to them, and they're going to be able to have. They're going to have the grace to handle it. But I felt like the Father is releasing grace to you guys to be able to handle it as well, um, because it's going to be something that until they're of of age, you're going to be cultivating in them and helping them, helping them with, um, and helping them learn the the maturity that will need to go need to go with this, which you guys are are fully capable of already. <clears throat> I felt like the grace might just be because there's one more kid too. <clears throat> the grace will be for the tired. So we bless, we bless Ricky and April. We bless uh, the kids. We bless all, all three of them. Lord, we thank you for everything that you're doing right now in them. We thank you uh, for everything that you have for them. We thank you that they have cultivated this atmosphere um, for this for their children to be able to be raised up as uh, kingdom kids, to add kingdom value, to destroy darkness, and to bring the plan of God on planet earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, those are, yeah, I could just feel like the Father was just <laughs> applauding you for when, when I say that, remember, he's celebrating you all the time. It's not because of what you do, it's because of who you are. But I felt like this applause from the Father for the way that you, the way that you two have learned to parent. Yeah, and I feel like there's divine strategies that are coming for every single age <laughs> that they hit to be able to continue that and also increase it.
So thanks, Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like this is the right atmosphere now for this, for this particular message that I have. And what I saw in the, in the prayer room, I feel like is going gonna to happen. And, and maybe I'll mention it in a minute. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I don't want to get you there <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I, I don't want to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. But um, <clears throat> I felt like we we take this, honey. Thank you. Um, I felt like that there's uh, you know there's things in our thinking that oppose particular biblical truths, and the reason is is because we're all in the process of our thinking being refined constantly, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't keep going. Um, Nick and Ashley, you got your phone? <laughs> I tried real hard. You, she's quicker on the draw than you. I like that though. <laughs> I, try, I tried real hard to get past there. You guys were highlighted to me a minute ago and I thought I was supposed to teach and that just shows you that <laughs> I'm on a need-to-know basis. So, <clears throat> this um, this will probably be this is going to be a little real in your business for a second in a real good way. Okay, so. Um, but uh, this is what I felt like the, that I heard the Father say. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of another way to say it. And um, I know, but I just want to always model what it looks like to take something that's it's, uh, in these moments. It's, it's not, it's not super, super personal. But um, in these moments, you get a package that says fragile on it. And what do you do with it? You know what I mean? You step back and you say, Holy Spirit, what do I, what do, I do with this? How do I handle this? You know, I know I handle it with care, but what's that look like? Yeah. So, yeah, here it is. So, um, there's, uh, there's no, there's no I'm, I'm, you'll know what I'm talking about, but there's no expiration date. <laughs> there's no expiration date and um the 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 father is the only one because you've allowed it because you both have submitted your lives and your families to him that um that he's the one that has the final say so in everything in your life and his 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 say so is different than things that have come into your minds and you feel that already, and you felt here recently, since you've you, you shifted your perspectives, that you felt the authority of heaven come into your life in a new way, is what I felt like. And um, you felt things shift inside your hearts, and you're seeing them shift inside your families. And Friday night was evidence. Um, Nevaeh is the oldest or youngest? Oldest. Ella. Is it Ellie? Ellie is, is the youngest. And it's evidence, Friday night is evidence of that happening when Ellie began 
to encounter, right? Encounter the Lord. And I had Dom was released, just saying fire on both of them. And, uh, and, and so this is the, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. The fruit of, of this happening in your guys' lives, the authority of heaven coming, that fruit is being seen in your generations because of your, your yes and because of your choice. Um, and then heaven, I've, I felt like the Father is breathing new life into you guys in a new way, into your hopes, into your dreams, into every... I feel like renewal has, has come into your household and renewal is taking over. If you know what renewal is, you can look it up if you're not sure. But renewal is taking over uh, in your household in all, in all the things that were what-ifs and what-could-bes and, and even whys. I felt like the Father's love is crushing those things in a, in a good way and dissolving them. And it's coming into aha moments and I told you so moments. Because both of you have heard from the Lord in different ways of the promises of God over your life, over your marriages, and over your family. Uh, and, and the enemy tried to come in and bring doubt into those places. And he's reminding you of those. And those will be, I told you this was going to happen. I told you that your dreams were going to be fulfilled. I told you this thing was going to last forever. I told you that your kids were going to grow up and be, be mighty men and women of God. I told you. This is my promise to you is what I felt like I could hear the Father saying. And when he makes a covenant, he never breaks it. And so, Father, we thank you for Nick and Ashley. We thank you for their family. We thank you for their yes, Lord. We thank you that they're a part of this family. We bless them, everything that you're doing in them, everything that you're doing in the kids. It's so encouraging. Thanks for giving us a glimpse of what's happening in the kids to give all of us hope for a future of our nation, even. So we thank you for, for everything, everything, your covenant, Lord. We thank you for your promises and your goodness in their lives, in Jesus' name. You have something to add to that, Rachel? We Well, hold on one second. We push pause and... There you go. Don't pull the trigger. Now you can't. Hey, so I was thinking this specifically for Nick earlier, and I was just going to say it afterward, but this was what I was hearing. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Rachel. We hit that mic off too, please. Thank you. <laughs> Ellie started a fire tunnel in the kids' room? Come on. Yes, Lord. These are dreams and, and, um, and hopes and prayers of ours coming to pass as well that we've had for the last eight years. You know, who the kids would, would be the way that we're seeing, you know, it's <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's uh, look at Joe. He's, he's crying. It's gonna make me cry. So I can. <laughs> it's just so real and personal. I mean, that is. You you want our nation to be changed? Care about the next generations that are coming up. Because if the enemy thinks that everything that's going on and all the lies and all the deception and sexuality and gender confusion and all that stuff, if he thinks that is going to rob our kids of everything that the Father has promised, he is, he is sadly mistaken. Because we and so many other believers around our nation will not let this go down. 
It is not happening. Not only we are standing our ground, we are taking ground back from him. <laughs> He's going to see that the father's serious about his kids. The father's serious about his kids. And if you thought for one minute because the things you hear in the news and the things that are going on in the school system that he was going to run amuck on our nation just because of who's president or who's in, who's in different offices, it is not going to happen like that. The Father is not letting it happen, and believers are waking up to their authority because of the love of the Father being poured out in people's hearts in a new way. And compassion is being birthed in the hearts of believers all over our nation for, for the generations, and loving them back into the place that they were always created to live from is, is happening and going to continue to happen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And <laughs> It's, it's what's going down. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Now what? <laughs> you just feel the fire of God increase as I was saying that stuff, you know what I mean? That's... Uh, Tell it's not me. Thanks, Holy Spirit. Yeah. We just got a word um, yesterday. Did we get a word yesterday from, uh, from a guy at Bethel Valpo? And uh, some of that was that we'll be a part of, of, of the generations of, of young adults and younger, even kids, kids, preteens, teens, young adults, um, coming into their into their identity in this this crisis that's taking place in uh, our youth. Yeah, there's so much hope. Uh, don't don't please just please remember that Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit, saw this before the foundation of the world, and they released an answer a long long time ago. He is the answer to this you know to this problem. Um, because you know what? He doesn't, he doesn't see problems. He sees solutions. The father doesn't see the arm. He doesn't see the missing arm. He sees the arm that's missing. <laughs> he sees, he, he sees what, you know what I mean? He sees what's, he sees what's, what's lacking as if it's there. And he's looking for people to partner with him in that. He's like, will you give your yes to love? Will you, give your le- will you give your yes to, to representing me in the way that the world was always created to see me? And some of what I plan to talk, talk about today it was it's the, goodness, it's the goodness of God like, that we are created to display. That every one of us have within, our, within us, within our nature, the, the desire, even if we don't feel it, and the ability through the grace of God, to display the character of the Father to the world the way that He actually, the way that he actually is. <laughs> uh, Joanne? Do you, <laughs> you want to get this off the recording or would you like to record it? You you wanna we get off the you get up get her off the court recording so that we can continue you got it 
Okay. Yeah. You can just start a new one, and if it's because it won't be because it won't be very long, you can send it in a text message or in an email. Absolutely. I don't know the timing of that, but we'll, I'll be concise over the next twenty-seven minutes. Yeah, the kids want to know if they can do a fire tunnel for the adults. Uh, I I think that uh, holy instigation has taken place. So, Joanne, um, you um, can I go ahead? Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apple's amazing. You don't have to hold it up that far. So, Joanne, you have, I felt like I heard that you have a key to unlock uh, generational blessings for, for children um, and youth and young adults that are going to come through their, through ultimately through your life, but also through their, their parents' lives and people that you've already sown into and the inheritance that you've been leaving for some time now, over the last uh, few decades that you've been leaving in a new way because your beliefs have went up to this incredible place uh, uh, that are really healthy, and they're continuing because you continue to refine your thinking that your inheritance, I felt like the Father was doubling your inheritance that you're leaving to generations in this key that you have. I don't know precisely what it is, but I know that keys always represent authority, in this case, at least it does. Um, and so I, felt like, I feel like it's the authority to be able to release who they are to them. Um, and I even feel like that the best is, is yet to come in the, in the sense of the encounters that you've had with the Father, which I know have been incredible over the years. Um, but I feel like that he's taking you into, he's going to be taking you into these new places. Almost, I'd almost call them like new chambers of his heart to explore with him. And as you go into these places, it's going to give others an opportunity to follow you uh, in, in there, in, in this deeper relationship um, with the Father, um, that they're going to see transform you in, in new ways, and it's going to, be, uh, it's going to increase the attractiveness uh, to the presence of God that you already carry, and it's going to pull, for all those that are willing, it's going to actually begin to pull them into those places of encounters as well. Um, and I feel like some of that's what you've been, you've been hoping for over the years, <laughs> is your life to be that attraction into deeper connection, deeper, deeper relationship um, with the Father. So thank you so much for your yes and your example. Um, yeah, so thank you, Father, for, for Joanne. We bless, we bless her. We thank you for the inheritance. We thank you for increase. Thank you for your presence right now, even, coming in new ways. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Yeah, we just bless what you're doing right now, and we thank you for these deeper encounters that we're going to get an opportunity to follow, follow in the footsteps 
of what you're doing with your daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Let's see if I can get out one more sentence. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's no limit to the trans. As long as I believe that there's no limit to how much I can be transformed and transformed in my thinking, there never will be. The moment that I believe there's that there's a limit on what I, how where I can get to or how much I can believe or how high my faith and hope and joy and all those things can go, then that's where I choose to level off. Barbie, did you have something that went along with that? Yeah, you know, the older we get, actually, the more we have to give. <laughs> and um, that's good. It's a good reminder because sometimes we focus on youth at times. Some people have. You know, we don't. But you focus on youth and you think, okay, let's just focus on the generations to come. But the ones that have gone before us and uh, the ones that are gone before us and aren't with us um, and the ones that have gone before us and are with us have all um, I'll have so much we have to learn from them. And the only time there's a disconnect is when the generation doesn't respect or value older generations. Then they actually end up recreating the wheel. And then the baton doesn't get carried properly. All right? It doesn't get passed properly, so it can't be carried properly. And then, you know, so I'm glad that's not happening anymore. So I'm I'm going to give you a, a few minutes, and I, I'm going to give you maybe one more sentence, two more sentences. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I've got, I, I, I went so badly to give you some teaching. I know there's teaching happening. Yeah. For Ashley? No, for Joanne? Yeah. Yeah. Will you say that in the microphone, John? Yeah, it's uh, uh, almost like, uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, you're breathing in uh, the aroma, the flowers of Jesus, and you're going to be able to release those aromas onto people. And I almost like see you in your kitchen cutting flowers and enjoying just smelling the flowers and just... Like it's been it's been a while since you've been able to just do that, and it's like God's gonna allow you to s- smell the flower, and then to release that flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. 
Yeah, let's just let's just take a minute and just in you know, I just feel like there's impartation in the atmosphere to receive. You know, it's just by faith. Everything in the kingdom happens by faith. You just <laughs> whatever he's doing in you, I just I'm just you know, just say more. I just want more God. I want more God. He's obviously he's pouring out more because he's entrusting us with more because you know, you become at certain stages you become more responsible to carry more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going from renting to owning, you know what I mean? There's different stages in life. You've taken care of something that's somebody else's, and then you actually begin to step into something that's your own in new ways. So, Father, we just embrace what you're doing right now. We just receive all the impartation that heaven is releasing at this moment. I just say more over all of your incredible sons and daughters, ones that are, are watching or ones that are here. We thank you for the increase upon, upon the family of God. We thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, we just bless it. So Lord, we say more. We say more, more, more. More. Yeah, thank you for unusual miracles beginning to take place. Unusual miracles. As I said, unusual miracles were happening through the hands of Paul. Thank you for unusual miracles, Lord. <laughs> unusual and regular miracles happening everywhere we go. We thank you for even healing happening right now in this moment. For healing happening right now. I feel like any healing that you need can happen right now in this moment. So we just receive healing in hearts, in bodies, in emotions, in minds. Yeah, thank you, Father. Just receive your healing, your healing presence that's here. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. And we receive the upgrades in our thinking. Thank you for upgrades in our thinking. Yeah, thank you. Time to power up <laughs> in our thinking. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing us into a belief system of out of, I don't know if you can use me or not in that way, into, it's going to happen through my life if you say so. Because I believe you, Father. Yeah, so thank you for signs, wonders, and miracles beginning to follow these believers in new ways. Signs, wonders, and miracles follow you because you're a believer. <laughs> yeah, you're in the arms of your Father. Yeah, he's with you. He's for you. He's with you and he's for you. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Just feel his pleasure over your lives. The fact that he's pleased that you've just said yes. Yeah, thank you, Father, for a bunch of people that are willing to say yes to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you that you can do anything with people that are willing to say yes to you. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. You think I know what I'm doing, don't you? 
<laughs> I'm just learning, learning to flow. And so, um, you know, every time that we, every time we do something, a prophetic word gets released, you almost feel something shift, and then you're like, hold on, no, that was uh, we're supposed to keep going. Yeah, thanks Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So as as we 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 got not very long left um, today, I didn't use up my teaching time. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I give our teachers a time frame to work within, and then I tell them that um, that words of knowledge and prophetic words and things like that ministry time doesn't count towards that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Isn't he good? You just feel his goodness and his love. So let's just get this in our. I feel like that the Father's, I'm going to be able to drop something that's relatively just a truth, and he's going to, like the Holy Spirit, because of. Y'all's choices to really be in this. One of the things that we were celebrating not long ago as a leadership team is um, having people that 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 don't run when it gets hard, <laughs> um, because that's the temptation, right? We disagree on something and things get hard process starts to happen we start getting refined you know because when you're in a place where where it's where it's raining figuratively in the spirit you you know from your lawn that weeds and grass grow up at the same time from the same rain and so when you're in revival culture guess what comes up along with the growth those pesky weeds you know that need to be tended to and sometimes those things in our spiritual life, in our, in our refining of our, our emotions and our maturity and our spirituality and ultimately our identity, those things get really uncomfortable. You know, and I often say that's why we have a comforter. But when you're in community, that can make you want to run, right? Because it's so uncomfortable. And you think, well, I'll just go somewhere else because then this will stop happening. Not knowing that it's not, it's not stopping because it's his plan that you be refined into his very nature and character. And it's going to keep happening. You know, I asked the Father not long ago, just being completely vulnerable, I said, um, because of all the stomach issues, which I haven't had any stomach issues since last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, come on, y'all praying for me, contending with me. I'm super grateful. I felt like the Father said, you won't have them anymore as long as you continue to live from rest. And I've been living from rest. I feel stronger in, in every way than I have in a long time. feel better physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually than I have in some time. And, and um, I asked in that season of really being refined because I was sick and it challenging a lot of, of my beliefs. And uh, I said, if I didn't say still tender <laughs> in my heart. But I said, if I, if I didn't say yes to go to the places you've asked me to go, would this be happening to me? You know, because you, you, those are the thoughts that happen when nobody else is around. Those are the things that... I had Ben Armstrong from, from uh, Bethel 
He's the leader of the prophetic team. I heard him say one time, never doubt in the darkness what you've believed in the light. And the darkness essentially is when you go through those tough times, the promises and the things that you've believed in the light are when you're in his presence and his glory, you're in a worship set that's like, you know, it's the, like you're just blasted in the Holy Spirit and God's speaking stuff to you and you're like, yeah, but the, the you know, the rubber doesn't hit the road until you're going through refinement and th- something challenging happens and, and it opposes everything that you heard when you were in the glory. <laughs> Do you still believe it then? That's the seeming darkness. And so I was challenged in that. And I'm reminded of those one-liners that have really helped me. But I did ask the question. If I didn't say yes, would this be happening? And the father told me, he said, he said it wouldn't matter if you were working a nine-to-five. He said this same thing would be happening to you because you're not living fully from rest. And if you were working a secular job, you know, and didn't say yes to go into the Middle East, whatever or just pastoring whatever you want to say he said it'd still be happening just be happening somewhere else (laughs) because this is part of the process i have you in you can't run from it doesn't matter your job situation your family situation and a lot of times those things are things that are actually squeezing us because god uses god doesn't cause bad things to happen but he'll use everything he'll use everything god didn't cause my sickness to happen but he was, allowing, he, was, he was allowing refinement in my thinking during that sickness, even though he hadn't allowed the sickness. A lot of times, this is what people do, is they think, because it happened or because I have it, because I'm going through it, God allowed it. Let me tell you something. that One of the, the cornerstones of our theology is that God is good. It's the very top. We have 11 um, core values that are summed up in our culture that we believe are kingdom culture. And then we have those values that are also expounded on that are about 16 pages worth of values that have more scripture than you have time to read probably in a month just to back up everything that we believe. And uh, very solid biblical foundation to all those things. But the number one thing is God is good. Well, God is good on Sunday mornings and God is good when things are going right and God is good when I'm getting blessed and God is good when I got the new car or the new job or or the you know the new kid until I lost you know six nights of sleep in a row then it may may be questioning whether or not this job is a blessing (laughs) like I thought this was a blessing from the Lord as this little person controls the whole house (laughs) as the smallest person in the house have all the authority Just questions that parents ask themselves, but you know it's it's um, God is good during all those times. But what's our definition of Him being good, and what's our belief system? Because I will never, I will never represent or demonstrate a better God than what I believe Him to be. It's the what I see as the number one issue that's happening worldwide, overarching theme that, that I see in my limited scope influence is the, the lack of the goodness of God or God being good being displayed through believers' lives. Because everybody has their own definition of Him being good. You know, insurance companies, <clears throat> insurance companies have, have deemed um, catastrophic things that happen in cities, at least in America. They, uh, they have deemed them as acts of God. You know why? Because they learned that from the church. Right? 
except for when there was the, the flood in, in Louisiana, you know that down where everything happens in Mardi Gras, do you know none of that was destroyed? <laughs> but believers said it was because of that, but yet it wasn't touched. Because when we don't understand things, what we do is we, we, you're going to blame, right? What do you do in your job? If you have upper management, who gets blamed? If anything's going wrong, it's, it's the upper management, right? The boss is getting the blunt of it. Well, <laughs> guess who's getting the blunt of it in the world? God. Because there's a misunderstanding that, that, I, that I can't clear up in the next seven minutes, but in Psalms 115, verse 16, it says, The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the, to the children of men. And one translation says, but the earth, he has, he, has, he has put man in charge of the earth. There's two different worldviews in the church that I know, the biggest worldviews. One of them is a warfare worldview, and one of them is a blueprint worldview. Blueprint worldview is a Calvinistic view, essentially, that says that God mapped out everything from the beginning of time to the ending of time, and he puts you in it where you were born, and he just in everything that happens in your life, it's a blueprint. Everything's already mapped out. So everything that happens is God's will, and he doesn't intervene. We know that's not true. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> he rescued me several times, right? And then to say the things that happened in my life contributed to God and say, God got me hooked on drugs. God, you know, God is the one that, that allowed or caused me to want to commit suicide. God's the, you know, all these things, right? God really put me through hell. That's what people believe. And that doesn't display a good God, does it? Come on. But in, in all that, that's the obvious way where we think God's not good. But when bad things happen to us, those questions arise when that's not the foundation of our thinking. And that, that, that particular belief system takes being challenged several times before it gets down into the place to where it's foundational. In everything that bad happens, you respond with God is, is good in spite of, because I know he didn't cause it. The warfare worldview says that there is a very real war that's happening, even though there's already been victory through Jesus. But there's a demonic presence that's coming because we live in a, a, a fallen world, and there's demons, and there's angels, and there's demons that are trying to destroy the assignment and ultimately an inheritance of people that are inherit everything that, that Jesus paid for. And they're trying to disrupt and confuse and all that stuff. And there's natural causes to a lot of things that happen as well. You know, people smoke for 30 years and get lung cancer. It wasn't, you know, there's no, like the devil's not to blame unless you want to blame him for, you know, I don't know who star tobacco plants. <laughs> I guess you could if you want to, you know, if you're into that. The blame game started in the Garden of Eden. Like it's not new. <laughs> it's, it's part of human nature, but it's not part of divine nature. Blaming others happened, you know, Adam and Eve. She did it. It's that woman you gave me. <laughs> All right. And then she is like, it was the, it was the serpent. <laughs> no, it was all of your faults. <laughs> You're all to blame. <laughs> we'll just make it equal for everybody. We're equal opportunity blamers for Adam and Eve. 
But that's, that's part of our temptation. And if we are ever going to go, if we are ever going to be able to demonstrate the Father way that He is, then I'm going to need to allow myself to be challenged in that and get in tune with what I believe in particular situations. When tragedy hits people that I love or there's premature death, right? Because God's not ending people's lives early. And there's lots of, you hear all kinds, you'll find out somebody's theology about death when somebody, when somebody dies. Somebody dies prematurely and they say, well, God just, just fill in the blank with all the whatever ridiculous things that I've heard over the years. God needed another angel. God needed, you know, people don't become angels. I'm not going to go on and on about that. But it's, it's not God, because if you look at Jesus, if I just, a couple of scriptures, if you look at, I'll just say them. John 14, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, Colossians 1, 15, Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 18. Those, just those four passages show us that, that Jesus is the direct representation of the Father. I believe it's in Colossians 1, 15 where it says that he's actually the very nature of God he displays. In other words, in the Greek, that means he's the stamped out copy of the Father. So Jesus was raising people from the dead that died early. If, he's, if that's God's will and he's the one causing it, then the Father and Jesus are opposed. But in John 14, he says, don't you know that me and the Father are one and the works that I do, I, 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 the Father does through me. I can't do them without him. In John 5, he says, I'm, I only do what I see the Father do, right? That means listen, impressions, all the things that Jesus, the way Jesus was hearing the Father, that was how he was demonstrating him. So this is, this, is, this is foundational for us. This is what we believe. This is what I started declaring that God was good um, when we started, really. Probably 2013, I started to believe in this particular, that this was a foundation or the cornerstone. You're familiar with the cornerstone of, the build, of a building, right? We know what happens when you remove it. The building collapses, right? So the goodness of God is the cornerstone of our theology because everything flows through that lens and everything th flows through that filter. Without that, we don't have what's been cultivated here. We don't have healthy family. We don't have foundation, right? We don't have, which is, you know, huh, God's government is family. It's another one of our core values. That's, that's not, you know, that can't be a part. That can't be, a, none of it can be healthy without that particular cornerstone, that particular theology. And so this is, this is part of this for our, our... So when I just started declaring this, let me say it this way. There were for years and, and years <laughs> over the last nine years that there have been several things that challenged that. And the first probably three years, four years were the hardest for me because there were several things that had happened. We lost Lindsay's dad. We know, you know, that was, that was, the, that was a big one right there. We lost Lindsay's dad. We'd already lost her brother. We, we went through, you know, there have been other family members that, that passed away. There's other things that happened, right? Premature death happening and, and one of the infants that were part of this family, you know, different things. So there's a lot of stuff that challenged us. And, and I, it was like the father was saying, he was reminding me of what have we been declaring. Well, he had reminded me of what's the cornerstone of our theology. And he said, what are you going to focus on? You're going to focus on those things that have, have happened and, and accredit them to something or someone, or are you going to chalk them up to mystery 
and say they don't align with the nature and character of God, so I know he didn't happen I know he didn't have anything to do with it. So I don't know why it happened, so I'm gonna build this mystery box and I'm gonna put it in there. And I'm gonna deal with the disappointment and I'm gonna grieve and I'm gonna allow my heart to be healed, but I'm gonna to continue to declare the goodness of God because Jesus was sent to take my place and he dis- he demonstrated who God is, and that's enough for me. And then, because this is, this is the only, this is, this is one of the main problems, I don't want to say it's the only problem, it's one of the main problems that I see, the challenges, I want to say it's a problem. It's a challenge because we even had somebody leave, who had somebody leave Revival World years ago because uh, they said, we don't believe, I know you say God is good, and there's a part of me that believes that, but my experience tells me different, so I, I can't stay here. And that's unfortunate that you're going to allow your experience to trump the word of God. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Like, I can't do anything about that. I'll bless you in your going. But that's not how we live our lives. Right? Who knows that already? Like, that your experience, how often does your experience not line up with God's word? <laughs> oh, we see lots of miracles. And we see lots of things happen. But we've seen lots of things not happen. Which will I focus on? And ultimately, at the end of the day, as a believer, will I allow my experience to dictate whether or not God is good in every single situation in every area of my life? Because it depends on, this last thing as I close, that depends on, if that depends on me and you and I being able to be the fulfillment of the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, the only prayer that he taught the disciples. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you know that you and I are fulfillments of that prayer? (laughs) On earth as it is in heaven. Right here through this life, through your life. The goodness of God has to be displayed through the lives of believers for the world to see that he's good. I'm not going to pray and and ask somebody else to do it. I'm going to be the fulfillment of it in my little sphere of influence, whatever God's given us, and to the next person that's in front of me. Because it can be, you, can, you begin to think about that and it becomes an overwhelming task. It's not that, right? Because you have the grace of God to do it and it's part of your new nature <laughs> to display that he's good. It's already inside of you because you were created in the image of God. Genesis chapter 1 says that. And so because you were created in his image, you have the ability to display his image. <laughs> Come on. <It's laughs> it's better than you're letting on. <laughs> it, it is, it, this is, this is, I, I know that we all have individual assignments. We've got entrepreneurs in the room. We've got, you know, people that are raising up amazing children. We've got different people. You work at auto parts shop. You're a lawyer, whatever. You know what I mean? You worship, whatever you're doing. You're do all kinds of different people in different spheres of influence. And some of you are going to do things you're passionate about, and some of you are working towards doing things you're passionate about, right? And so we all have different assignments, but we all have one, one overarching same assignment, and that is to display that the Father is good to every single person that stands in front of us, every person that sees us, every person that looks at our social media page. <laughs> Come on, right? (laughs) In every area of our lives, our responsibility is to display that he's good, 
that he's for people, that he loves them, that he's not critical, that he's not judgmental, right? That he's loving people into wholeness. It doesn't mean we don't speak truth when it's necessary. It just means that I speak it according to the way that he wants it spoken, packaged in love through the grace of God, through relationship. <laughs> not necessarily blasting it on social media where I don't have connection with. I've got a lot of friends on Facebook. But you know what? Most of us have never had a conversation. And so why am I going to tell them things? Right, that only should be said in the context of, of relationship. For the under the under the umbrella of the sake of influence, because I got influence. And so, this is the question of the hour: is do I believe God's good in, in every single in every single thing? And and I know uh, from you all, I would hear a resounding yes. And so let's let's so the only challenge is is that I never even moving forward or if there's experiences that I've, experiences that I've had this is practical and then I'll wrap up in prayer I still feel the presence of God so strong <laughs> so this is the practical is any experience that I've had that has that has challenged God being good if I'm still allowing it to affect my thinking and if you are I I almost Guarantee that it's come up while I've been talking. <laughs> Why not? Why hasn't this happened? Why didn't that happen? Why did that happen? Those kind of questions, right? <laughs> I, got a, I, I got lots of them too. But I learned to put them all in the mystery box. And after that three or four years of hard stuff, then when things happened, I quit questioning the goodness of God because when it was challenged, I chose. I chose to allow the person of Jesus in the Gospels to trump anything that I saw and everything that I saw in the Old Testament or the Old Covenant because it was an inferior covenant and now we have a new one through Jesus by which nothing in the inferior can trump that which is above it, which is the new covenant through His blood. And so anything that may be challenging the goodness of God, I, I just need to deal with that with the Holy Spirit. It's what He wants for your life anyway, so it's not complicated. It's just that I don't allow that experience to trump who the person of Jesus is anymore. And then moving forward, those things that happened, I'll realize I, I, quit, I quit blaming God if, I'm sure nobody in this room is probably doing this. There might be somebody watching that has never watched before that might do that. <sighs> but I won't blame God and I'll say, oh yeah, you put us in charge of the earth. You know what that does? Is it takes responsibility and say, you've actually created us to be powerful people and we're doing this with you, not just for you, because it's your plan to do it this way. Right? And I'm not living like this thing's just going to be burned up, right, and trashed. I'm going to take care of it by taking care of the people. <laughs> and so th those are practical things that I've, I've done over the years. Does that make sense? hope it's practical enough for you. Would you stand with me? Oh, yeah. Where are the kids?
Things beastly. All right. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to pray. I get everybody's attention real quick. I'm going to pray and then those of you that want to stay and go through the fire tunnel please do. Those of you that need to go, um, you'll you'll be released. <laughs> not like you weren't already free to go. <laughs> I promise the door's not locked. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Kool Aid in the back. But <laughs> so, Jesus, we thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. That we don't have to author it, we don't have to finish it, and that even in the middle of it, that you're working it all out with us that you're taking our beliefs higher about who God is, about who the Father is, which is enabling us and empowering us to be able to actually display and represent the Father as He is in the world today. So thank you for trusting us with that assignment. Thank you for partnering with us in it. Thank you that you are refining our thinking at new levels and that you are triggering things that have challenged our our definition of you being good. You're triggering those things and bringing them up so that they can go through the filter of who Jesus displayed you as, Father. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I just feel like some of those strongholds right now that were opposing the goodness of God, that His presence, that there's been aha moments, and that His presence is breaking those down and replacing those thoughts with the fact that he's good. He's good regardless of what happens because he sent Jesus and that makes him good. And so we just bless what you're doing, Holy Spirit. We thank you for increase of that as the kids come and we go through the, the fire tunnel. And we thank you that there's no junior Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then we're going to get an impartation of childlikeness childlike faith from the children. That's what I believe is going to happen. We're going to get an impartation of childlike faith from the children because we need it. Come on. I need it. Don't, don't you need it? Yeah. So thank you, Jesus. I just, yeah, I just want you to declare this with me. Uh, just say, my life, my life will, display will display the goodness of God in every season, because I have the grace of God to make it happen. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. All right. Bless you guys. Thanks so much for being on the, on the journey with us today. It's not over yet if you want to go through the fire tunnel. We're going to have the kids. I'm going to direct the kids. And what I want you all to do that are staying, if you're not leaving, we're going to go ahead and, and shut the camera off. Bless you guys that tuned in today. Hopefully you got as rocked as we are. <laughs> Tune back in again on Wednesday. So we're going to turn that off. And the, the Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.